Hi guys, I'm Marie. And I'm Maddie. And we are here today recording Lost in the Woods. Hello. Today we are going to be talking about Nicola Jane Bully. Nicola disappeared on January 27 of 2003 near River Rye in St. Michael's on Rye in Lancashire, United Kingdom. We are covering this case not just because it is a case that takes place outside, but also because of the crazy way that it was handled by police and the crazy way that it took over social media. And if you were on TikTok, you may have already heard about this case. I'm surprised you haven't, Maddie. Now, Nicola, or Nikki, was born in 1977, and she was 45 years old when she went missing. She studied at William Day Ferris School and Thurrock Technical College. She was previously married to a man named Simon Booth, but they would divorce, and she would meet Paul Ainsel in 2012 at a pub. And the two would have two daughters, Harriet, who is nine at the time, and Sophia, who is six at the time. The couple lived in Lancashire in the northwest of the United Kingdom and had moved there from Kelmsford, Essex, and spoke with an Essex regional accent. Nicola was a mortgage advisor at Exclusively Mortgages. On Friday, January 27 at 826, Nicola dropped her daughters off at school and headed out for a walk along a towpath by the River Rye in St. Michael's on Rye. This is a regular morning walk for her that she took on a regular basis with her spaniel, Willow. But this would not be a normal day for Nicola. She would be seen by a dog walker that was familiar with her around 8.50 a.m. At 8.53, she sent an email to her boss. Six minutes later, she sent a message to her friend about an upcoming play date. And at 9.01, she logged into a Microsoft team call where she kept her video off and her sound muted. At 9.20, her phone would move into an area along the river where a bench is located. And 10 minutes later, the team call would end, but her phone would stay logged into the call. So she does not disconnect from the call. At 9.33, another dog walker would find her phone on that bench beside the river. Her cell phone and the dog's harness and leash were left there, seemingly awaiting her return. When the dog Willow is found, this would raise even more alarm. Willow would be found around 10.15, and this was reported to be somewhere near the bench, but the distance is unclear, being reported differently in multiple places. So in some places, it's reported that the dog is found near the bench. In other places, it's that the dog is found some distance from the bench, so we don't have the exact location of where this dog was actually found. It was said that the dog was dry, and in a distressed state. So police would really focus in on this 10-minute window if you assume that she went missing after her phone enters the area of the bench. And it's really a 30-minute window if you go from the last time that she is seen by a witness. But the 10-minute window is really what police focus on. So by January 28th, searching would really ramp up as it was initially thought that Nicola would be found on the first day, but searching 
turned up no sign of her. Right. So now on the 28th, the following day, they really start to worry and searching ramps up a lot. So searches would be extensive and police seemed to believe that she had fallen into the river. The Lancashire Fire and Rescue would also assist. Helicopters, search dogs would also go out. And the Northwest underwater search experts used special sonar equipment and searched as far as the Irish Sea. Although some experts did not believe that she could have gone that far if she'd ended up in the water. But they still searched it anyway, I guess. Better safe than sorry. I guess, yeah. So this guy named Peter Falding was brought in on the investigation because he is like a water searcher expert guy. Like he searches for bodies in water. Mm -hmm. And um, he said, my opinion is that had Nicola gone in by the bench, she would have gone to the bottom, and drifted a couple meters. The police divers, who are very professional, thoroughly searched that stretch of river, and she wasn't there. There's hardly any current, and in my experience, bodies do not move far. It is not feasible that she could have drifted 15 kilometers, in my experience. Not in my experience and this type of tidal river. Things get washed in and out. It's very shallow. There's nowhere to go. So basically he's saying there's no way she could have made it to the sea or drifted that far in how shallow and calm this water is. I think his point was he didn't think she was in the water, but... The water was searched with underwater drones, divers, specialist boat teams, and searchers on foot along the river. Local residents also organized more than 100 searchers to be out there helping, but nothing would be found. So the River Rye is a tidal river and its flow is controlled by the tides. At its deepest depth, it's 15 feet or 4 meters. And it can be as low as 1 foot. Which is pretty shallow. Yeah, and the area where her phone was, it's only about 3 feet. And it's covered with jagged rocks all at the bottom. But the river has swollen with December and January rain. But even when it's you know, has all this rain in it, it's still very calm and relatively slow. Yeah, I actually saw there's a lot of videos out there of people filming the river right around this time, like within that week, because this case attracted a lot of attention Mm -hmm. right out of the gate. On January 30, Superintendent Sally Reed would say, we are keeping a really open mind about what could have happened. So they were treating her disappearance as suspicious, but it hadn't really seemed that way to the public. So they're saying we're keeping a really open mind about what could have happened, but the public really isn't getting that impression from the police. They also addressed that there was a gate near the bench that leads to a caravan park, and it sounds like police had searched that and interviewed people in this park. So two witnesses would be interviewed. One was a man who'd been walking with a small white dog near the river at the time that she had disappeared. And the other man, they had identified with help of the public from CCTV footage. And it doesn't sound like either of them had any useful information. But to address the CCTV footage, there is a lot of CCTV footage in this area, but not in the exact location where the bench is located. I feel like there's a lot of CCTV footage in Britain. There is, yeah. Now, 
It was February 3 when police said that they believed she had fallen into the river. So by February 3rd, which is less than a week after she goes missing, police are saying, we believe she's in the river. We already searched the river. Which we have already extensively searched. So, But I think, I think this comes from them being unable to find her leaving the area on any CCTV footage and the fact that they just have no leads. So they're like, she has to be in the water. But her family was not so sure about this, and they would ask the public to keep an open mind and not assume that she was in the river. Police would also ask for a key witness who was seen pushing a pram, I'm not sure what a pram is, in the area, and she would come forward on February 5 to identify herself but had no useful information. So a pram is a four-wheeled carriage for a baby pushed by a person on foot. So it's a stroller. A pram A pram is a fucking stroller. Good to know. <laughs> FYI. I, that's funny. I've never heard that term before. Neither have I. So police did not cordon off the area where Nicholas' phone is found because they did not consider it a crime scene. Hmm. Interesting. Which I think this is kind of the time where the press and social media really started to go crazy with theories of foul play and even theories that she was no longer in the area. Now, I do think that both of these theories need to be explored, but because police quickly latched onto the she's in the water theory, it caused a lot of speculation Mm-hmm. outside news coverage social media everything and police would say that this area was very safe but on january 7 there was an attempted abduction of a woman in broad daylight and that man had not been found at this time <laughs> so 20 days before there is an attempted abduction but police are saying this is a safe area nothing to worry about on february 4th the police announced that they believe that Nicola was in the river area. Yeah. And I'm going to play that announcement for you. Oh, no. The inquiry team has undertaken a number, as I said, of dash cam, CCTV and ring doorbell footages. This has allowed us to eliminate any trace so far of Nicola having left the riverside, which is really important. So we believe that Nicola was in the Riverside area and remained in the Riverside area. We remain open to any inquiries that might lead us to uh, question that. But at this time, we understand that she was by the river. Our main working hypothesis, therefore, is that Nicola has sadly fallen into the river that there is no third party or criminal involvement and that this is not suspicious, but a tragic case of a missing person. She sounds like Super Nanny. Mm. So you can imagine that this caused even more people to lose their minds on social media. Like, they already searched the river all the way to the fucking ocean. Where else could she be? But she didn't leave the area. But she's not. She's in the river. But she's not in the river. But she is. But she's still in the woods, but she's not there. 
Also, a lot of people went for her partner, Paul, even though there was no indication that he had been involved or anything. Police never speculate that they think that he's involved in her disappearance. So I'm not sure where this came from. I mean, significant other. It's always the husband, whatever. Yeah, like, naturally. You yeah. have to suspect the husband, of course. You know, people. Naturally. Now, it would take a week before a photo of what Nicola was wearing the day she went missing was released. Good. And we did post a picture of this, so you should take a look at it. She's wearing a black quilted gillet jacket. She was wearing tight black jeans and had long green walking socks tucked into her jeans. She was wearing a size 5 ankle-length green Wellington boot and a blue Fitbit. So we have some thick, heavy layers on. Yeah. This jacket's thicker than any jacket I own. I know. Not me, but it's definitely thicker than any jacket that Maddie owns. Now, I don't really understand why it took an entire week for this photo to be released, but this attire could have really affected her situation if she had fallen into the water. But if they were looking for her... And witnesses of her, why did it take them so long to release the photo? It looks like it's in her driveway. Yeah. Because maybe they just still assumed that she was just going to show up. I don't know, man. Paul would say, it is just perpetual hell. It is just utter disbelief. We are living through this, but it doesn't feel real. All we can say is we need to find her. She's got two little girls that need their mummy home. Sad. On February 7, police would relent that it is still possible that Nicola left the area by one path not covered by cameras. And that crossed over the main road. Okay. So we have a lot of CCTV footage coverage in this area But there is one way out of this area that would not have been caught on camera. Gotcha. But it takes them until the 7th to say, this is a possibility. Good. I'm glad that we already talked about her being in the river like six times. Like that. That's already been a possibility. (laughs) Well established. Yeah. Even though actually there is a way she could have gotten out. Even though we said before she couldn't have left the area, we actually were going to. We were wrong about that. I wonder if that was brought to their attention or if they found that. Themselves. And they were like, oh, fuck. Now, police said at the moment, there are around 500 active pieces of information and lines of inquiry. And we're working on to try and find answers for Nicholas family. This is normal in a missing person's inquiry and does not indicate that there is any suspicious element to this story. The inquiry team remains fully open minded to any information that may indicate where Nicola is or what happened to her. But they also said any criminal or suspicious element has been discarded. How is that keeping an open mind? (laughs) It is important to stress that any information that comes in that indicates otherwise is being checked out all the time. We are not closed in any way to a particular line of inquiry But all these extensive inquiries, however, have so far found nothing of note. So they're saying, we're keeping an open mind, but this is not criminal. And she's in the river. (laughs) 
basically. No, that's literally what they're saying. We're keeping an open mind, but she definitely it's not foul play. Now, at this point, though, I do think that police are probably struggling to deal with the amount of publicity that this case is causing. Yeah. So I think that statements like this, which are kind of asinine, are probably a response to this outcry of people saying they're not investigating other inquiries. Yeah. Just because there's so much on social media and so many people are... Police would also confirm that they had conducted door-to-door inquiries and had examined all available CCTV footage in the area. Again, defending their own actions at this point. We've already backtracked here. We're already backpedaling. And remember that expert that we talked about, Peter Falding? Yep. He would come out many times and talk to media outlets. He was... Kind of like the spokesperson for this search, even though he wasn't. <laughs> okay. Not sure if this is good or bad, but he would say that he was convinced that they would find Nicola near where police believe she had fell into the water if she had fallen in. He said, if this is where Nicola fell in, you can see that the water is not particularly deep. There are lots of rocks, and if she was in the water, she would be able to grab hold of them. No one heard any shouts for help, and I just can't see how she could have drowned here. The only possibility is that she fell headfirst and was knocked out on the rocks. But I don't see how that could happen. So he's basically saying, she's not in the water. She in the water, she's not in the water. But this is like a very familiar face that people are seeing connected to this case. So when you have police saying one thing and you Mm -hmm. have this expert saying another thing, of course it's going to cause people to get a little riled up, I think. I I think so. I think that's reasonable. And on February 8, Peter Falding's search team would pull out of the search. He would describe the case as baffling and that he was 100% sure that Nicholas' body was not in the stretch of river that his team had searched. Good, I'm glad that 12 people have <laughs> told us that she's not in the river. Yep, police are saying she's definitely in the river. But maybe she's not in the river. Fuck. She might be in Canada. She might be in Canada. Her partner Paul would say, we're never going to lose hope, but right now it's as though she's vanished into thin air. It's just insane. I can't believe we're a week on, and yet it seems we're no further on. It seems absolutely impossible. It's like a dream. I can't get my head around it. I mean, imagine being in this situation where your family member is missing, but you're not just grieving and dealing with that. You're dealing with, like, this media circus that's, like, swarming around you as well. Police would also announce that they were trying to track down a shabby red van that had been seen by a witness. Nicola's sister also put a post out on Facebook stating that there was no evidence whatsoever that she or that her sister had gone into the water, which is basically all that police are saying. Right. So now we also have the family saying there's no evidence that she went into the water. Let's search the water again. Let's <laughs> everybody get back in the water. <laughs> Get back in the water and look for her now. On February 15, police would make an announcement that just baffles me. 
And I cannot find any justification for this. But you be the judge. Okay. I'm scared. (laughs) As soon as she was reported missing, following the information that was provided to the police by her partner, Paul, and based on a number of specific vulnerabilities that we were made aware of, Nicola was graded as high risk. That is normal in a missing person from investigation with the information we were in possession of. Now, they say there was a number of specific vulnerabilities causing them to treat her case as high risk. They also say this is normal, but I don't understand why they would need to make this cryptic announcement. And then they also refused to clarify at the time and refused to take questions. So what do you think happens? People lose their fucking minds. Yeah. So after this, police would be forced to clarify what they had previously said. And I really do believe they only did this because social media went fucking crazy. Now, they wouldn't answer any more questions at that time about those vulnerabilities, but it just led to huge amounts of rumours awash across the internet again today. So this evening they put out another statement and they've revealed some very personal, very sad details about the 45-year-old. The police say that Nicola Bully had significant issues with alcohol brought about by her struggles with the menopause. And they say that these significant issues meant that two weeks before she disappeared, the police had been called round to the family home along with other health professionals. So how unusual is it, Darshna, for the police to reveal something like this? It's very unusual, Cathy. The whole handling of this case has been unusual and they've come in for a lot of criticism, particularly around their communication strategy. Today, the force were very, very defensive. For example, in that press conference, they referred to TikTokers who were turning up playing detective. When one reporter asked about Nicola Bully's dog, the SIO said very pointedly, I don't know, I can't ask the dog any questions. None of this, of course, will be any comfort to Nicola Bully's family and friends, some of whom have been leaving yellow flowers of hope on this bridge. When they asked about that hope today, the SOI said that some 19 days since the mother of two disappeared, she very much hopes with all her heart that Nicola Bully may still be found alive. I don't know, I can't ask the dog a question. Like, what the fuck? That is not the place for something like that. So they say that Nicola was struggling with alcohol abuse and menopause issues. Not sure how that could ever be relevant to her disappearance. Especially if they have no evidence that she left the area or was a danger to herself. You're in menopause? Like, what are they even implying with that statement? You, you're in menopause. You, uh, you're, you're gonna go missing. You're... Because you've lost your mind because you're a woman in menopause? Yeah. Like, what in the actual Yeah, fuck? you're just a belligerent woman. You need to be... You need a... You're high risk. <laughs> you're high risk. You need to be lobotomized oh now. They also, during that press conference, referenced an incident on January 10 when a welfare check was done on Nicholas' residence. They don't specify what caused that. They also shared that she had been on hormone replacement therapy to battle her perimenopause, but that she had gone off of the meds because of headaches. And they believe this may have contributed to her disappearance. How? For sure, I don't understand how this is relevant. And for sure, this outraged everyone. 
Yeah. I think this outraged her family. This outraged social media. I mean, it's just asinine that police are even sharing this personal information about her. Yeah, it's just unnecessary, I think. And very quickly, the police department is accused of being sexist in their release of this information. And I kind of agree with that. Now, Lancashire Police Detective Superintendent Rebecca Smith told journalists that social media frenzy had significantly distracted the investigation. And in 29 years police service, I've never seen anything like it. She said that social media users playing private detective and peddling persistent myths on TikTok had significantly distracted the investigators. Why are you distracted by this? You upset about being held accountable? Well, they do get a little distracted by the amount of people that are flooding into this small town. Yeah, okay, maybe. (laughs) But you fucked up from the beginning, and that's the only reason that people even came to the, Again, again, though, why would this determine their decision to release such personal information about Nicola? (laughs) Why? Why would people losing their mind on TikTok... Make it necessary for you to release this information. It's like they're trying to justify the direction that their investigation has taken by blaming it on her. Yeah. That sounds... That sounds right. That sounds like what they're doing. Now, the only even, like, tiny bit of, like, a morsel of excuse that I could come up with for them Mm -hmm. is that they were trying to take some of the focus off of Peter since he was also being prosecuted in the media. But even that doesn't really excuse them releasing personal information. No. Like, there's just, I just don't get it. There's no reason for that. So the area where Nicola went missing did have a huge fluctuation of people coming there. And remember, police did not cordon this off. So why wouldn't people go there? Now, the bench is a particular hotspot. And people show up in droves in order to get the story and their photo at this bench. The story. The story. I did that in quotes. The police had to issue a dispersal order because of the number of people coming to their town to take pictures on this bench. So they had to start, like, forcing people to leave. Now, I don't know if lack of information released by police contributed to this madness or if people were just really interested in this case because it was so strange. It had to be a little bit of both, right? Yeah. I feel like it's just a lot of bad police work. Like, it is kind of crazy that she kind of just, like, disappeared, but, like... It is. It's weird. She's, like, logged into a work call. Her dog and her phone are found near this bench. Like, it is a really strange case. What if she took the—she sat on the bench with her phone. She took her dog's harness off so her dog could play in the river. Then her dog goes darting after some kind of animal. The dog was dry. Well, maybe the dog didn't run into the river. But ran off and she chased after it for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. And, like— you ever chased after an animal you don't grab any of your shit you leave it all there and you chase the animal so like now i do think that many people reporting on this case reporting on this case like going crazy on social media 
did go too far. Like some even contacted her family in order to try to get a soundbite for their social media. Like you just can't do that. No. Don't do that, people. Don't be dicks. Don't do that. Leave the family alone. Also on the 15th, police were given a stained ski glove that was found in a field near where Nicola was last seen. It had been found by two walkers on February 7, but police did not believe that it was connected to the case. Cool. We just have like a bloody glove. Good. There was also a witness that said that two anglers were spotted near the river that day, behaving oddly and carrying fishing rods. But I'm not mm. sure. I couldn't re. I couldn't find anywhere if those particular fishers had been tracked down. Suspicious, honestly. Now, on February 19, at 11:36, remains would be found about one mile from Nicola's last known location. This was in an area on the side of the river where there were a bunch of reeds. And this was an area that had been searched many times. The body was found by two men, and one of them was actually a psychic. I don't like that for some reason. Psychic. Now, if this was Nicola, then being found so close and in an area that had been thoroughly searched really bothered police and her family. Naturally. I mean, we're one mile from where her phone is found. Yeah. And it's one mile downriver, too, by the way. Now, multiple people were arrested for suspicion of malicious communication offenses. Ooh. One man was arrested who had been recording footage inside a police cordon, and then he posted the video online. And this was allegedly a video of police pulling the body from the water. Why would you post that online? I don't know. On February 20, police would confirm at 5.30 p.m. that the remains found in the river did in fact belong to Nicola Bully. And that there was no sign of foul play. Well, I'm not sure how... I mean, I guess it is cold. I'm not sure how they would know at this point if there was foul play. But no cause of death has been announced. But her body was in the river. Yes. Sadly, we are now, now able to confirm that yesterday we recovered Nicola Bully from the River Wire. Nicola's family have been informed and are, of course, devastated. Our thoughts are with them at this time, as well as with all her loved ones and the wider community. So, did we search the river? Why didn't we search the river more if you guys thought she was in the river this whole time? Now, our, our little expert searcher guy, he would say that because she was in the reeds, like more on the side of the river, that that area was not their responsibility and that that should have been searched by the people on foot. Which, I don't know. <laughs> I, I Reeds? What? I, I don't know. I'm just... To me, it is kind of unacceptable that it took this long for her to be found. Um, yeah, if, especially if she's in the river a mile from where she was found. So this is, this is the area right here. See this guy right here where he's pointing? Mm -hmm. That's basically where her body is. 
So she's caught up in this brush on the side of the river. Yeah, no, that was your job in the water to look for. That was... Well, I don't know. Is it the job of the people who have drones in the water? Or is it the job of the people who are searching the banks along the water? Well, are there not people in the water walking around? I have no idea. But... Well, let's not play the blame game and just admit that we didn't search very well. Yeah, let's just be very clear that no matter what, everybody fucked up. Yeah. Because her family should have had closure day one on this case. And not only that, but it should have never come to the crazy social media frenzy that it came to. I'm sorry, if the police really thought that she was in the water like they did, like they were so adamant that she was in the water, they should have done a better job searching the water. Well, not only that, but we still have unanswered questions. We have her phone left on the bench. Strange. We have her dry dog left behind. Strange. We have no sign of a struggle or incident near the riverbank like she had fallen in. Mm -hmm. Strange. We have no screams being heard. So, like, what happened? Yeah, I don't even know. Why was she... I think you might be onto something with the whole... She went running after the dog, maybe, or something like that. Yeah, because then, I mean, maybe she ran down farther down the river, and if they didn't find her in the reeds, I don't believe that they did a very good job checking the riverbank to see if there was any evidence that she fell in. Like, what if she's chasing after the dog, she falls in, she gets swept down, the dog panics. Maybe the dog doesn't jump in the water. Not all dogs are going to do that, you know? Like, who knows what the dog's response was. She starts floating down the river, the dog panics. Someone finds the dog while the dog is... the do When they found the dog, the dog was, like, panicking. The dog was distressed. It was distressed, yeah. Well, and she was wearing a lot of clothing, so that could have drug her, her jacket, under. That jacket is 100% going to drag you in if you fall But over. the river's not moving very fast. Like, I don't know. I I just feel like... Maybe it was hypothermia. Maybe it was so cold that she hit the hypothermia water. Hypothermia, for she sure. She couldn't could've. breathe. Yeah. Her jacket pulled her under. She tried to make it out. And maybe she got, like, knocked unconscious by all the rocks that are in the bottom of the river. Like, maybe she just fell just right. You know what's interesting is that the social media frenzy or fury in this case kind of reminded me of the social media frenzy around, like, the Gabby Petito case. But that frenzy ended up being helpful in locating Gabby. But in this case, which is handled very differently by police. Yeah, by everyone, honestly. Right, just like fell apart. Yeah, I just think that since it got such a hype on social media that everybody was like, why aren't the police doing anything? Like, if you think she's in the river, search the river more. Like, then find her. Then find her in the river. If you think that she's somewhere else, then why aren't we looking anywhere else? But you don't think it's foul play at all, not an option. Well, and a cause of death has never, like, officially been an announced or or reported anywhere that I could find it. So did she drown? Did she hit her head? Was there something? Was there water in her lungs? Right. Like, I would like to know those answers. Do we even know? Are we able to know? Well, I don't think the autopsy has, like, officially even come back yet. Like, that's how recent this case is. Hmm. Because we're in 2023. Yeah. This was not this long ago at all. Anyway, that is the case of Nicola Bully. And to end this episode, I want to play the statement that was released by her family to be read at a press conference. 
Nicola's family have asked that we release the following statement on their behalf as follows. Our family liaison officers have had to confirm our worst fears today. We will never be able to comprehend what Nikki had gone through in her last moments, and that will never leave us. We will never forget Nikki. How could we? She was the centre of our world. She was the one who made our lives so special, and nothing will cast a shadow over that. Our girls will get the support they need from the people who love them the most. And it saddens us to think that one day we will have to explain to them that the press and members of the public accuse their dad of wrongdoing, misquoted and vilified friends and family. This is absolutely appalling. They have to be held accountable. This cannot happen to another family. We tried last night to take in what we have been told in the day, only to have Sky News and ITV making contact with us directly when we expressly asked for privacy. It is shameful they have acted in this way. Leave us alone now. Finally, Nikki. You are no longer a missing person. You have been found. We can let you rest now. We love you. Always have and always will. We will take it from here.